Millennials are the most social justice conscious generation of all time. We're showing up in record numbers to volunteer. And yet at the very same time, 60% of millennials have walked away from the church who were raised in the church. Hello, this is Adam Barr. Welcome to the Organic Outreach Podcast. Together we're learning how to influence our world and share our faith naturally. We do this by providing resources, leading cohorts, and equipping leaders through conferences and intensives. At Organic Outreach International, we believe every Christian plays a part in fulfilling the Great Commission, and this podcast can help you do that. Today, we get the chance to welcome Hannah Gronowski to the Organic Outreach Podcast. Hannah is the founder and CEO of Generation Distinct. She works together with other young adults to help bring young adults together to, to begin to make a difference. She really challenges people to live a distinct kind of life. She also blogs for Ed Stetzer on The Exchange. She's written for Christianity Today, and she's on the Global Leadership Summit blog. She's a young woman who's doing a lot to make a difference in our world, and more importantly, to organize young adults to live a distinct kind of Christian life. Our conversation was exciting. If you're one of those people who looks and like wonders like what's going on with the younger generation, this conversation should bring you a lot of hope and a lot of excitement. All right, I'm sitting here with Hannah Gronowski, who's the founder and CEO of Generation Distinct. Hannah, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's an honor. I'm privileged. Yeah, I'm excited to get a chance to chat with you a little bit more. Uh, I think we have a common heartbeat, common passion yes. for raising up next generation leaders. Yep. And I'm excited about the work that you're doing for that. It's, it's incredible to see what God's doing hmm. uh, through your ministry. Hear just a little bit more about it. Yeah. We're here at this incredible conference, Amplify, and and speaking with different leaders. You've had a chance to speak with some leaders about how to do this, but I just want to start with letting people know who you are. For people in our audience who might not be familiar with you, you're the founder, as I said, founder and CEO of Generation Distinct. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your ministry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you would ask a young leader today, you know, do you want to live a life that matters? Every one of them is going to say yes, but in so many ways, we see them stuck in this in-between space, not really sure how to actually do that. Yeah. And so we just figured around Generation Distinct, if we could actually fill that stuck space and become a guide for our generation, we will see more hope unleashed, more justice unleashed, more love unleashed in our world. And so that's what we do. We empower young people to live a life that matters. We do that by helping equip them to discover what we call the wrong they were born to make right, which we believe leads them to experience who Jesus really is. And the way we go about doing that is we have this four-step online strategy that leads young leaders um, into kind of this journey of, of making an impact in the world. And that's step one, own your potential. Step two, craft your passion. Step three, find your people. Step four, live distinct. That's awesome. I love it. And I, I want to unpack that a, a little bit more in just a few minutes. But um, I, I, you, you, have, you have hit on so many, uh, just in those first few moments, <laughs> there's, all, there's some intensely important things right there. Yeah. And one of them is just the reality that as we look at the emerging generation of leaders, as we look at, uh, at, at, the, at the millennial generation, at Gen Z, we're looking at generations that are, I think in some ways it's hard for older folks. I mean, I, I fall in the Gen X generation, so I'm 44. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, it started with my generation, yeah. but certainly in my generation and going up in mm. age, it's hard for people to even wrap their heads around uh, what we're talking about. Yes. So much of what motivated the gospel proclamation, I think, for my generation and older was this 
assumption that people know what you mean when you say that there's sin. Wow. And for most people, it's personal sin, yeah. right? It's my sin, and people immediately resonate with that. Right. Whereas what I'm hearing you say, mm-hmm. and, and help me here understand if I'm right or not, what I'm hearing you say is that for a lot of millennials and going down yes. in age, they don't resonate necessarily with the message that <laughs> I'm a sinner, but they, they immediately resonate with there's something wrong with the world. Yes. Am I right about that? A hundred percent. I think, you know, if we look at the statistics, millennials are the most social justice conscious generation of all time. I mean, we're, we're showing up in record numbers to volunteer. Um, and yet at the very same time, 60% of millennials have walked away from the church who were raised in the church. So wow. there's this desire to create great impact in the world. There's a desire to, to make impact and, and to fight for justice. But for some reason, we're not connecting that for millennials to the author of justice, who's Jesus himself. And so I think the amazing um, opportunity that lies there and that it, is that if we actually taught millennials and Gen Z, um, hey, did you know that your longing to see justice reign in this world actually will be accomplished most if you align with this crazy revolutionary named Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Right? Like, they would be so much more compelled um, because we we are rule breakers as a generation, you know? Yep. And so we want to understand Jesus was not just some nice guy who um, followed the rules. He, he was a world changer who disrupted a religious system and compelled people to get off the sidelines and to do something in the world. That is, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, you know, so it's amazing how often the church has a translation problem. How, yes. how often they have it's it blows my mind. The more you study church history, I, lo- I love church history. The more you realize that so often the culture starts launching off into something, and you're like, "Hey, wait a second. Um, the the not only do we have an answer to yes. that, not only do we have a solution to that, ours is a lot better than right. the one you're looking at. Exactly. But for some reason, we've forgotten it. Mm-hmm. It's like we have this treasure chest." Uh, in the gospel yeah. and in the and in the Bible, and so often we forget to go, like, go back to it. And so, because we haven't translated it to the next generation, they have this hunger, this longing, and they 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 leave the reservation because they don't even realize what they have there. That's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How did your How did your passion for this get <laughs> get ignited? How did this get ignited in your heart? Yes. So I was that sixteen year old. I'm 24 now, but I was that 16 year old that just wanted to do something great with her life. I mean, I, you know, I'm a classic millennial. And so I <laughs> saw the social justice needs in the world. And I, I thought, man, I need to be a part of the solution. And so I was, was there a particular issue that you saw that, that really- was, that was really my problem, Adam, is that I didn't know what to do. Okay. I was kind of looking around at all of the injustice that yep. existed in the world. And I was, I was somewhat aware of it. Um, but I just felt like I didn't know what was the specific injustice I was supposed to solve. Okay. And so I would spend like hours um, like praying and asking God, man, like I will do whatever you've asked me to do. Would you just reveal my specific passion and I'll take action? And it kind of culminated on this one day. I picked up this book off my bookshelf. I was 16, sitting on this couch in, in my parents' family room. And this book was really written to help young people figure out what they were passionate about by kind of presenting all of these major injustices that exist in the world. Okay. So I figured, great, I'm going to read this book. I'm going <laughs> to figure out my passion and I'll just start tomorrow, you know, because that's how it works, right? And um, I remember I read that book and it'd be a chapter about homelessness in America. And yeah. I would think, oh my goodness. I got to do something about this. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is my passion. This yeah. is the one. Like, I'm going to fix all the homeless problems, you know? 
And then I flip the page and be about human trafficking. And I think, no, I'm going to save all the girls out of human trafficking like tomorrow, right? Yeah. And then I flip the page and be about orphans and you know across the globe. And I think, no, I'm going to save all the babies. So <laughs> I, I kind of got to this point at the end of the book where, where I realized, God, I care about all of these issues. This didn't help me at all. What does this mean for my life? And that was like this first clear impression I ever really received from God. I felt like you're impressed on my little 16-year-old heart. Hannah, you are not called to solve all of the injustice in this world. However, I want to use you to empower a generation to solve injustice in this world. And in so doing, your life will have a greater impact. And I remember I ran up to my bedroom and I had this little whiteboard and I scribbled all these ideas and plans and dreams of what it could be like to empower young people to not only discover their passion, but have strategy around it and how doing so would actually lead them closer to the heart of the one who called us into that. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how it started. That is incredible. (laughs) So did that lead to uh, kind of did that uh, lead you to a certain study in college? Did, I mean, did, did that did that track and translate into like from age sixteen you started organizing your life around that sense of calling? Essentially, yeah. So you know, I kind of put it on the back shelf a little bit because as a sixteen year old, yeah. you're thinking, "What do I do with this?" You yeah. know. Um, but I fast tracked through college. I was really motivated because I had that vision that I knew I was supposed to start something and do something great with my life. So graduated college when I was eighteen and Whoa. went right, yeah, went right into church ministry, <laughs> and then um, was just a part of an amazing church staff that really poured into me and equipped me and trained me as a leader, gave me great opportunities, um, opportunities to lead before I was probably qualified, which then when I was 20, really equipped me to start Generation Distinct and now lead a staff and and lead this vision forward. Man, that's incredible. What a a story. Yeah. So Generation Distinct, you you already started talking about this a little bit. You you guys... um, you want to fill in the I want to change the world yes. with a strategy, <laughs> exactly. Right? Uh, because I mean, I think I think that's sometimes where uh, p- older people can get cynical, or yes. they look at <laughs> they look at millennials and they just kind of want to shake their heads because yeah. it's like, you know, like I want to change the world, and 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 that that it, that deep itch that wants to get scratched in the heart of millennials is being scratched by uh, by big business that's just giving exactly. people the sense that because I buy this particular brand of shoes or I buy this Starbucks thing and that's put right. a star on the website, I'm changing the world. And right. for a lot of people, it's like uh, hashtag activism. It's like, yes. do you really think that's changing the world? That's right. So, so the thing that's missing is this strategy, which that's builds right. a bridge between true gospel transformation and the lives of people. So why don't you, what's the bridge that you guys are building? How are you doing it? What's your strategy? Yeah, well, first of all, it really comes to this point where we have to tell young leaders um, that they they have to get to this point for themselves where they admit that they are are not the hero of our world. And we live in a culture that has told us that we are the hero. Yes. And even our churches have built young adult ministries that has made us feel like the hero. Yeah. They plan fun events for us and they create good small groups for us because we keep telling them that's what they want. But what that means is that as soon as it's not exactly perfect, it's really easy for us to pick up and for us to leave. Because Find someone else who will make us the hero. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But what we see in life of Jesus is that Jesus was the only one who actually deserved to be the hero. And as the God of the universe, 
You know, he could have saved the entire human race by snapping his finger, right? Mm-hmm. He could have sent somebody else to do his dirty work. He could have um, taken like a one-day trip down to the planet. <laughs> but he didn't, right? Like he actually got down into the mess and the dirt and the filth of, of people and humanity. And he actually engaged in people's stories. And he walked alongside the oppressed and he touched the diseased. And then he would heal people and tell them not to tell anybody else. And it's really this direct opposition to the approach of the millennial and the Gen Zer. That in so many ways, when we actually take action to change the world, it's because we want to be the hero. We want to be seen for it. It's why social justice um, activism now only takes place on social media. Exactly. Because it's visible. Yeah. But if you actually were to ask a millennial, okay, you posted about what's happening at the border. But have you actually done anything about it? They would say no. And then we have to approach millennials and Gen Zers and say, okay, then you need to stop pretending you're a social justice activist. And in some ways I'm hearing what you're saying as well. I mean, the, we realize it's a word that people don't want to use right now, but the, the word sin. I mean, yeah. that we have to understand something, and it's that the reason the world's messed up and right. needs to be fixed is because... We're messed up too. Right, exactly. Am I right about that? Is that part of what you're trying to say? Right. Like, we cannot claim that we have um, all of the answers in and of ourselves when in reality, like, Jesus has sent us into the world to be his agents of hope and redemption and renewal. And so, the way that we do it is really in step two, we have this crafter passion um, program. And there's a ton of details and and, uh, amazing resources and curriculum in it, but it's a four month coaching program. And essentially, what we do is eight weeks of a curriculum that helps them understand some of their passions. And what that does is it kind of just goes back through their story and kind of highlights what are some 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 common themes that God has woven throughout your story that might highlight some things he wants you to do in the world. So the very thing you were talking about as a 16-year-old yep. sitting there wanting to have exactly. help with that. Yep. Before, I want to jump on, I want to keep on this, but yeah, before yeah. we do, I, don't, I didn't want to skip over because essential, at, it's from what I understood this yes. in step one, is the person who's coming into this program has to be confronted with the gospel, right? Right. Because, exactly. I mean, we're not just giving people like a nice change the world formula, correct? Exactly. Am I right about that? That's exactly right. So, so hit on that real quick. Tell mm-hmm. me, what does that look like in step one yep. in terms of calling a person to, to faith in Jesus Christ, to yes. repentance? Because I don't want people to get this message. We're just, we're presenting this nice little activist <laughs> yep. uh, manifesto. Hit exactly. me with that. Exactly. So the, the uh, model of Generation Distinct is a funnel. So we start at the top really broad and we say we want everyone to be a part of the conversation we want to invite everybody, whether you follow Jesus or not. We want you to feel like Generation Distinct is the place where you can come um, to actually be equipped to live out your your purpose. Okay. But what people don't know is that in so doing, they're going to come to encounter Jesus. Amen. And so in our step one, it's a 12-session um, video series, okay. and each session has four episodes. Think of Netflix about potential. So um, in this um, series, we have interviews from leaders from around the country who have been a part of solving injustice in this world okay. um, because that is what attracts millennials and Gen Zers. Yep. It, we're not doing it because that's the end all be all. If we solve all the injustice and people don't know Jesus, we've failed. The legacy vision of Generation Distinct is to create a generation radically committed to Christ, not to justice. 
Um, however, that's what attracts people into the yeah. conversation. So once they get through this whole series about you know the refugee issue and homelessness in America and human trafficking and um, the foster care system and uh, racism in our world, um, then in the final month, we actually present that the resolution, the solution to every wrong we see right in the world is actually this person named Jesus Christ who, who died for us and overcame sin. And because of him, there is hope for our world. Amen. So then they encounter, okay, all of these desires I have to see injustice if in my in my world actually leads me to the person of Jesus and not away from him (laughs) and compels them to want more. And then in the rest of our our program, it's centered around what does Jesus have to say about your life? And if our life is centered around Jesus, we cannot help but care about the things he cares about. So steps two, three, and four have an inherent Christological center. Absolutely. Christ is at the center of those things. Absolutely. So in step two, you can choose from one of five tracks to be trained on. um, And there is an evangelism track where people can actually be trained on evangelism. You use the word evangelism? We do. I like that. I know. We're we're kind of trying to recreate that word as something positive. Recapture it, yeah. In a lot of our interviews, we interview people in that track. Cool. And a lot of our interviews, we start by saying, what does evangelism actually look like in a 21st century context? Help us understand that. So that's one of our... um, tracks people get trained on um but we we focus everything we do back on the person of jesus and we okay. kind of say in the rest of our, our tools we don't know where you're at in your journey but we're unapologetically focused on jesus here awesome so you have these different tracks in step two step mm-hmm. two takes you through finding your passion yep. right yes what were the other tracks in step in step two yep so after you finish your eight-week course of being just trained on discovering your passion you can choose from the evangelism track entrepreneurship track visionary track activist track or mentorship track that's really cool i love it that's good and that ushers you into step three which is uh find your people which then you're connecting with other young passionate jesus followers who are wanting to change the world and fight for justice around the country so you're seeking to build are you seeking to build a movement network sort of thing network movement yeah essentially it's really about them you know generation Instinct really doesn't ever want to be the center of of this, we want to simply empower young people to go out and create their own things. And if we can be a part of making that happen, um, then we want to do it. Because what we do know is that we know this generation, they don't want to just fight for a cause. They want to link arms with people as they fight for a cause. Well, that's incredible. And so we really want to make that happen. So if somebody, you know, finishes the entrepreneurship track, they realize we want to start this organization that helps people know Jesus. And they want to maybe connect with someone who has more of an evangelistic gift. Through our online platform, they can connect connect and say, yeah, we both have these gifts. What if we linked arms to create something better? That's incredible. How, just real quick, I, I have a, a really important question I want to make <laughs> sure we get to, but before we do, I, one last kind of question. Well, first of all, what uh, step four is? Live distinct, which is then they're sent out into their community to replicate this for other people. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure people can learn more about that yes. by going to your website, that's which right. I, I really want to encourage you to do. Um, the... What? How do you see the local church interfacing with Generation Distinct? Right. So I speak with a lot of young adult pastors, um, youth ministry pastors, and, and lead pastors, and they are stumped by this generation. And they're asking questions, how do I engage the next generation into my ministry? And we believe that the local church is the hope of the world, that the local church is what Jesus came to earth to build. We are not replacing it. We don't want to. 
we don't want to take anything away. In fact, we want to be a resource that a local church can use. So for example, um, we're partnering with a church in a few weeks that is bringing us in to have an event where we'll get to kind of spark this conversation for all the young adults because the pastor came to us and said, hey, we have so many young adults in our church who are hungry for purpose and passion and meaning. What do I do with them? Can you help us? And we yeah. said, yes, that would be our honor. So we're going to go in, have this conversation, and then we're going to get to be a resource for the young adults to get involved with our four-step journey. Well, that's awesome. So so helping resource, helping inspire, helping yep. inform, and I guess uh, being a platform that pastors can point exactly uh, towards okay exactly that's really good um how about any kind of i mean could could the curriculum that you're talking about that four-step process could that be a curriculum that a church uses to lead people through absolutely yeah there's a ton of options to make it personal to lead it at your own pace um to customize it to your own experience that's that's awesome so you know you can't go to really any conference right now (laughs) or any kind of you can't read too many books without you know you talked about the 60 percent figure of millennials heading out of the church and uh, when I was in my late twenties, I started a ministry called Borderlands to mm. to took to, take to look at uh, faith at the border of church and culture. Wow! And, and so uh, over the, I mean, you know, you, that same sort of thing was moving <laughs> in my heart uh, about uh, a few years ago. And and you you can't go anywhere without there without getting a sense of like, you know, like oh my goodness, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yes, like the pull out your hair, I'm yes. frightened sort of thing. Yes. in the church, like wh- how in the world do we reach millennials? And, right. Um, if it's not that, then you get kind of the eye roll sort of thing that happens, yes. which is I look at the millennial generation. Our, my, my church does a lot with with younger people and, and raising up millennials, and mm. um, I, I see so much hope and excitement. But yeah. I, I'm wondering, you know, in the face of some of this cynicism that you hear, or mm. or or like you know, the sky is falling. Yeah. Uh, worry that you hear you're on the front lines of this mm. what is giving you hope yeah for this generation yeah i think our world has never been so positioned for revival i, I frankly see that there is so much hate there is so much disunity there is so much um division yeah and yet At the very same time, we have a generation on our hands who have never been more dissatisfied with the state of the world. Hmm. And so these two things are kind of colliding at at once. And then you also bring into it the fact that we've never been more connected and aware of what's happening in the world. So we have great amounts of awareness. We have a generation passionate. And we have great amounts of um, division. Yeah. And what that ha- what that brings us to is a um, a turning point mm. that we actually have an opportunity to connect the most cause driven generation of all time with deep causes that need to be solved and a, a, a platform for them to raise their message. And so what I what keeps me so hopeful is that we are actually seeing young people discovering their voice taking action and realizing that at the end of their day, the only transformation that will be done is through Jesus. Amen. I actually think that if you're young people <laughs> in our world 
would actually encounter Jesus, they would discover that all of their yearning and their searching for fulfillment and purpose and passion and justice is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. So when young people are presented with the authentic Jesus, we are seeing them more committed to him than ever before. And so I think we're on the brink of seeing the most committed generation to Jesus ever to have existed. And that's why our legacy vision is to create a generation radically committed to Christ. And I believe we're going to see it happen. That is exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. It's exciting to see you do it. One (laughs) of the things I think that, um, one of the things I I say, sometimes will say is that, that you got to help people understand how their stated convictions are at odds with their deepest intuitions. Yes. Um, you know, there's this intuition, there's this bent, there's this passion for justice that you're talking about. And yet, when you reject Jesus, man, that's yep. the that's gonna you're actually moving in the opposite direction. That's right. And and one of the most beautiful things about I think the Church of Jesus Christ is that what you're talking about, the passion that you have for this, is not it's not um, antithetical to who we are, to the nature that's of the right. church. It's actually woven into our DNA. Exactly. We're the body of Christ. Yep. So so. So to to have a passion for these very issues, it's it's actually written into our souls. That's right. So we're not trying to raise the dead. We're simply trying to get people who who want this exactly. to realize what they're really hungry for. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited. So if you're speaking to a fifty something pastor, hmm. or like me, a forty something pastor, <laughs> what kind of advice do you give to, to to the pastors who are out there about raising up next generation leaders? What can we do? Yes, I would say there's really two things that I observe in the invitation of Jesus when he pursued young leaders, that we can do the same. Um, So we see, literally, we have the example of Jesus who did not pursue the older generation to start the movement of the early church. He pursued young leaders of his day, right? The disciples are are believed to be in their 20s and and late teens. And and so if if we see him, him pursue the young leaders, then we can replicate what he did in his invitation. Yep. And I see, we I think we see two main elements in his invitation that that we can use as well. And that's first of all, we have to invite young leaders to rebuild the ruptured parts of our world through our churches, and two, to find a family to fight alongside. And that's not the ultimate purpose, right? Because if they only rebuild ruptured parts of our world and have a family to fight alongside but don't encounter Jesus, it doesn't matter. But they won't encounter Jesus unless we invite them to do those things because otherwise they're going to look in other places yeah. to find those um, that, that, that justice um, opportunity and those, those families. So what I would tell to a pastor is, hey, is your young adult ministry um, actually sending them out into their communities yeah. to bring restoration? <laughs> or, or is it just catered towards them and making them feel like the hero? Yes. And then also, how are you building connections within your young adults? Is it just you're thinking it's going to happen through a, a once-a-week small group? Yeah. Or are you actually giving them projects and causes to unite around that's going to make them feel like they have a family? And then as they're doing that, as as they're in the fight alongside of each other, doing things that matter then are you introducing them to the authentic Jesus, the Jesus who came, disrupted a religious system, turned things on their head, flipped over tables, right? And then ultimately died so that they would have freedom here. That is awesome. The ministry is generation distinct. The leadership leader is Hannah Gronowski. Hannah, thanks so much for being with us. I really want to encourage people to check out what you guys are doing. Thanks. It sounds very organic. (laughs) Uh, That's what we're all about is is helping people understand that, make build those bridges so people can belong. Yes. And then discover what Jesus is all about. So So thanks for being with us. Such an honor. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. God bless. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, say a prayer for Hannah and for the young adults that she's helping to organize and to lead and to direct um, towards making a difference in our world today. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, make sure to share it with someone else. But I also encourage you, help us get the word out by joining the Organic Outreach Media Squad. All you have to do is send an email to info at organicoutreach.org and let us know that you want to join the team. If you do, we'll send you one of our newly minted Organic Outreach Media Squad mugs. Just imagine how jealous your friends are going to be when they see you sipping your favorite beverage in one of these babies. I think you want to do it. Well, for now, (laughs) this is Adam Barr reminding you, make time to share God's life 